Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our gospel lesson is the text for this evening. Please be seated. The theme of our worship, the unchangeable Christ in a changing world. A number of years ago, my sister, her friend, and I decided to go tubing on a mountain river near our home in Colorado. Things started off rather fun, then the stream suddenly turned into a torrent, and my sister was whisked under a tree and began to drown. Fortunately, her friend was behind her on an inner tube and barely made it over to where it is that she was caught. He pulled her out and saved her life. When we finally found ourselves crawling out, on the, out of the river and onto the embankment, how glad and grateful we were for being on land, which did not move, which remained the same and did not change. The unchangeable Christ in a changing world is what we are celebrating and giving thanks for tonight. We are in a world that is perishing in the stream of life, but we have an unchangeable Christ who has come into this world to pull us out of this stream and give us a sure, certain, and unchangeable hope. There are many things in life that change, things that are reflected actually in this text. But there are also some remarkable things that are unchanging in our text as well. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was given the promise of a child to be born, a savior who would bring security to her changing world. What unchangeable and changeable things do we find? Well, things that change. Time changes. We are told that Mary was given this promise in the sixth month. Time moves whether we like it or not. It is not something that we can resist or alter. Time is built into the law of nature very much like God's law. The law says the soul that sins it shall die. And that verdict is as unalterable as time itself. But we will age and we are going to grow old. We will all someday go to the grave. We need something that is unchanging. Relationships change. Mary would one day become a wife. Adam and Eve had had a perfect and unchangeable relationship with God. Then came doubt and unbelief. Then came sin and alienation from God. Isn't that a great problem in our own lives? Either we change towards others or they change towards us. As fallen people, we cannot stop ourselves from changing. We are not the same people that we once were when we were children. We are not the same people that we were even yesterday. We need something that is unchanging. Generations change. 
We may be young today, but we'll be old tomorrow. Joseph was a descendant of David. Children grow up and become parents. Parents give birth to children, and those children grow up and become the next generation, and on and on. Will our children keep the Christian faith for generations that follow them? What will, what will we pass on to our children? Will they keep the same beliefs, the same God, the same worship, or will they change over the generations? We need something that is unchanging. The incarnation was a change. The divine nature taking to itself human flesh. That baby was the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, a God who does not change, but he took to himself the flesh of a child. The scriptures declare, great is the mystery of our faith. God was manifest in the flesh. But flesh, we are, our flesh is weak. We resolve to change, to fight it, to overcome it. But we don't. We can't. But we need to. We need something that is unchanging. Emotions change. Mary became troubled. What was like, life like for Mary before this visit? She was simply waiting for the day when Joseph would become her husband. She was like a thousand others, doing her daily tasks, worshiping on the Sabbath, obeying her parents. Then suddenly, her life changed. It was turned upside down. She would conceive a child out of marriage. She would have to explain and find a way to be able to help Joseph understand. Life changes, doesn't it? Troubles arise. We need something that is unchanging in others as well as ourselves. Children change our lives. Jesus was conceived and would be born. A change took place in Mary's body. Mothers know what that means. The body must now share food and nutrition with another. The body must begin to sacrifice so that another might live. Nature demands that we do it. But we, by nature, don't want the burden of living for others. We need something that is unchanging. And rulers change. Kings and emperors come and go. Power makes them think that their demise will never happen. Herod was afraid that this baby Jesus was going to take his throne, so he sought to kill him. Pilate, Herod Antipas, Herod Agrippa, kings, emperors, are they any really different from ourselves? Who has the rule over our lives? We do, right? Or so we think. We don't. We need something that is unchanging. In the midst of all these changes, guess what? The birth of this Son of God would result in our change, a change in us, by means of things that are unchangeable things that can save us and give us peace. He is the dry land for drowning people. The promise made to Mary by the angels was that the unchangeable God was coming into our world. So, what are the things that do not change? 
things that do not change because we have an unchangeable God. Well, God himself does not change. According to the angel, the child that was to be born of Mary was going to be the Son of the Most High. We say this in the Nicene Creed, begotten of the Father from eternity. There was never a time when he was not. There will never be a time when he will not be. And if he is true God, then truly, as the angel said, nothing is impossible for God. If nothing is impossible for God, what does that mean for us? Well, it means this. In Luke 1, it says, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. In verse 37, nothing is impossible with God. This means that His grace does not change. According to the words of the Apostle Paul, he came not to, for us to serve him, but for, to serve us. His goal, his work, his resolve was to make, literally, atonement for sin. If the unchangeable God has made atonement, that is, sacrifice, satisfaction, payment that results in peace, if he's made atonement for sin, then his forgiveness of our sins is as unchangeable as well. These were the words of Paul in Philippians, who being in very nature God, that is to say Jesus, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Our confirmation students all understand what the humiliation of Christ is, don't you? Yeah. Hebrews 2. For this reason he had to be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. This, of course, means that we will be able to live our lives without fear. The fear of God comes from the fear of the punishment for sin. But since his forgiveness will never, his forgiveness will never change, we need to never be afraid. We may stumble under the power of satanic temptation, but his power to undo and defeat the power of deception and lies never changes. Just like the angel said to Mary, fear not. So because of the appearance of this child, we may live a life free from the fear of punishment. 1 John chapter 3, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's works. In 1 John 1, 7, the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. Paul writes to Timothy, here is a trustworthy saying, that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Which means that the unchangeable God will always hear and answer our prayers. He will always answer our prayers for our good. That was the whole point of the incarnation. He took our human flesh so that 
he could serve us as our high priest. To do so, he came to carry our sorrows. He came to be pierced for our transgressions. He became sin for us that we might receive the right to become children of God for all eternity. Isaiah 53 writes, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. And Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So in conclusion, little did Mary know that night when the angel appeared to her how radically her life would change. The world, like a rushing stream, would rise up against her, swirling around her to destroy both her and her child. But the child she would bear would change all of human history. The gift that God gave to her that night was something unchangeable. He would be her unchangeable God with unchangeable grace, the source of an unchangeable faith in his unchangeable love and forgiveness, leading to an unchangeable life in heaven. Praise be to the God of Israel for the gift of an unchangeable God in the midst of a changeable world. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding guard, keep your thoughts and your minds and your faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.